Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. This podcast, which I do every Friday to wrap the week up, I call the Insane Things Podcast. And it's only things we've never seen before in our lifetimes or ever. Things that could change everything. It's amazing I'm able to do this every week, but those are the times we live in. And that's exactly what Congresswoman Nancy May said. In my lifetime, I've never seen the Chinese be able to fly a spy balloon the size of three buses over or near our military installations. Just go on ahead and send it through Canada, Alaska, and come on right into U.S. airspace. She's never seen this before, she says, and she's baffled that Biden won't shoot it down. That's the question on every American's mind this morning is why hasn't the Biden administration shot the spy balloon down? This is the first time in my lifetime I've ever seen anything like this. And it's very disturbing to know that it's still up there in the air near our military installations. Um, The time is now. Let's get this thing out of the air. Well, the reason you haven't seen this before, Representative Mace, is because we've never had a president so totally or thoroughly owned by China before. And the Chinese didn't waste any time mocking Joe Biden or threatening him. Their foreign ministry spokesperson, Mao Ning, said this. China is always strictly abided by international laws. We had no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign country. And then she warned U.S. officials to, quote, proceed calmly and carefully. They're mocking us. And the response of the Pentagon and Joe Biden, who we're told made the final decision not to shoot it down, is mockworthy. That they're afraid the debris could cause injuries. People are going, really? Over Montana? It's a balloon. How much damage is it going to cause aside from maybe hitting it a, a couple of elk? If we don't know enough to ha- how to conduct a controlled deflation and descent of a balloon by now, we probably shouldn't be trusted with jet planes. Is it really too dangerous to shoot it down? No. It's more dangerous, says retired General Jack Keane, to not shoot it down. Because by not shooting it down over something like danger to that which is below it, you're telling the Chinese, we'll never shoot it down. You can go ahead and do this as often as you want. Now we know it's a, a spy a spy balloon. It's going to depart at some time, and we don't want this to happen again, so shoot it down on the way home, over uh, over mountains or when it gets back out at sea. He's right. If we don't shoot it down, it'll be back. Probably the same one. Because if it's too dangerous to shoot it down now, too much of a threat to the environment, it'll always be. And the Chinese will have just established the right 
to surveil us in our own airspace. Folks, we've never seen this before. Don't be surprised if by the end of the weekend, the pressure on Biden grows so great he can no longer protect the Chinese and is forced to shoot it down just to protect himself and his reputation. Because when you hear the next insane thing, you're going to see how bad that's becoming. Insane thing number two. Joe Biden's second insane capitulation to the Chinese this week. He just shut down for the next 20 years what is arguably the single most important mine in the entire country. It's in the northeast of Minnesota, and it contains a third of our copper, 88% of our cobalt, which is absolutely critical for technology, most especially military technology and the development of that technology, and electric vehicles, which the Democrats intend to force us all to drive. You're seeing the beginning of that in California. The mine also contains 95% of our nickel. Well, that was outrageous enough. But then we got the double gut punch. John Kerry just got caught, the climate envoy, negotiating a secret deal with China to buy (laughs) some of those very same minerals. You mean right as he's shutting down the American mine that produces them? Yes, this is going to give China, particularly with cobalt, um, the ability to have near monopoly control and it'll jack the prices on the world market. Americans will pay out the nose. Here's Representative Peter Strawberry, Republican, outraged over this on Fox News this morning. The House is investigating John Kerry's secret climate negotiations in China now. I do want your thoughts on these secret meetings between Kerry and China. The fact of the matter is, what does the communist country of China have over this, uh, the Biden and this administration? Why would he refuse to use United States labor for mining critical minerals? And why would he put a special envoy in John Kerry to secretly make uh, agreements with the country of China? It's unacceptable. We have to put America first, America workers first, and America security first. But the firings at the mine have already begun because... Now we're replacing their jobs with Chinese slave labor. All as the Biden administration laughably says they're doing this to save the environment. Congressman, about how many jobs will this take away from American workers? Thousands. You have uh, you have the mining jobs and then you have those uh, those businesses that service the mines. And also we're talking about strategic national security. Uh, Ashley, if this if the communist country of China and Russia stop selling their minerals to the world, we're in trouble. We cannot depend on them. We have to hold the dependency of our nation in the palm of our own hands. Hmm, Russia. That's the other country longtime listeners to this podcast know has paid tens of millions of dollars to Hunter Biden, either wired directly to him from an oligarch, Batarina, uh, or the tens of millions that went into Rosemont Seneca. Russia is one of the other top five cobalt producers in the world. What do you want to bet? There's a secret agreement with them, too. Oh, looky there. Breaking news. We'll call it insane thing number three. Anthony Blinken, our secretary of state, just announced he's postponed his visit to China. Not because he's outraged over the balloon. He doesn't care. But because it looks bad, given the public response. Oh, I bet China was very afraid that Blinken was coming. Let me me give an idea of how owned this administration is by China. You know what Blinken was doing before this? He was on the payroll of the Penn Biden Center. You know, the anonymously donated $100 million laundered through the University of Pennsylvania Penn Biden Center? He's the Secretary of State. 
And they own him, too. He got that same deal Biden did. You get a big paycheck from the Chinese, and you don't even ever show up to teach anything. It's not an accident, folks, that Blinken was chosen by Biden to be the Secretary of State. We'll make you pen our third insane thing. Here's why. A huge spectacle was made this week by the FBI of the search of the Biden beach house. Trying to make it look like, see, we're looking everywhere. Yeah, we did the original raid in November and we waited till February um, to search the beach house. But look at us. We're trying to be fair. What they don't want you to notice is what Jonathan Turley, liberal law professor, pointed out in a Fox News editorial that the FBI is still studiously avoiding the evidence in these crimes. The place where the biggest trove of documents are hidden. The Penn Biden Center. How many documents are we talking about? 33 pallets. You need a forklift to lift a pallet. 33 pallets, including 1,875 boxes and 415 gigabytes of electronic records at the university. Records that include all his Senate papers. You know, the papers among which, in other locations, we found illegally possessed classified data. Senators don't have declassification ability. They're supposed to view all classified data in a skiff. You take it home, that's a felony level violation of the law. So far, the FBI hasn't touched it. All those documents, except the classified ones, are subject to FOIA law. But guess who's in court fighting to keep them secret? Claiming they're um, now the property of the University of Pennsylvania. That's right, the University of Pennsylvania. The recipients of $100 million of Chinese money, some of it donated anonymously. Now, remember the significance of the UPenn Center. What was reported in the beginning, and then people just kind of dropped. It was the most important detail. I think that's why the media dropped it. And it was this, that anonymous Chinese, we don't know who, which Chinese had access to the Penn Center. You know, the Penn Center where the 33 pallets were located. But think about what it would take to move that. How deliberate it would have to be. 33 pallets, 1,875 boxes, but Hunter Biden did. Investigative reporter Scott Perry was on Jesse Waters to talk about that this weekend. Listen to him talking about the shutting down of other offices that the Chinese, including Patrick Ho, who Hunter Biden referred to as the the top spy chief of China and his business partner. Patrick Ho had access to the office and so did other Chinese. And they moved the documents to the Penn Center. Take a listen to that audio from Fox this week. This uh, Biden document scandal is a lot more serious, of course, than Trump and Pence, because at the same time Biden was stockpiling classified documents, his son and brother were taking millions from Chinese bagmen under investigation for bribing world leaders. So Biden's case is potentially a counter-espionage case, which is a much bigger deal than just handling or mishandling documents. Now, here's why Turley, the liberal law professor, is insisting that it's outrageous that the FBI hasn't raided the UPenn Center because those documents got moved from two other offices shared with the Chinese. So they're taking, what, six million from the Chinese. They're at a Chinese funded think tank. I mean, the the anonymous Chinese guys were put one hundred million dollars into UPenn when the thing opened up. 
and he's got an office. Doesn't he have an office with some guy named Dong? Yeah, so Hunter Biden actually closed, shut down that office right after one of his other, uh, and that, that office in D.C. and Georgetown, actually, uh, he had given the keys to this guy, uh, Kevin Dong, and uh, so he had access to that. But right after uh, another uh, Chinese partner of his, a guy named Patrick Ho, his office uh, for CEFSI was raided, uh, we learned recently, uh, from some law enforcement documents, was actually raided on the other side of the Potomac in, in Arlington, Virginia. Right after that, this is in 2017, late 2017, Hunter shuts down his office, and then Joe Biden opens his office in D.C. at the Penn Biden Center, which, of course, is where some of the classified documents were transferred to. And it's where the FBI is studiously avoiding going. Because, again, the 33 pallets are still there. So far, um, they've just taken the word of the Biden lawyers that, you know, hey, we found the classified documents. No big deal. Pass on. You have this level of compromise on the Bidens, as the Chinese do. You, too, would feel comfortable sending a virtual parade of spy balloons right over our airspace. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Again, as several military experts that have been brought on as talking heads have pointed out, look, they've got satellite capabilities. They can read our license plates from space. They don't need to send this balloon over. This was a test, a pre-Taiwanese test, pre-Taiwanese provocation to make sure the compromise the blackmail material they have on the Bidens holds Biden in check, even with massive public opinion against the spy balloon. Insane thing number four this week is a thing of joy to me. Watching Hunter Biden throw the 51 former, and folks, these were heads of the FBI, the NSA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the Department of Homeland Security, their, jep- their deputies, their assistant directors, all of whom be clown themselves signing that letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't Hunter Biden's laptop at all, but Russian disinformation. He stabbed them all in the back, threw them under the bus like so much rubbish, admitting in a letter written on his behalf by his attorney that the laptop was his, whether that was inadvertent or not, they admitted it to prosecutors demanding the prosecution of those who made it public, namely Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon. I'm sure our Department of Justice will be happy to comply with Hunter's request for persecution. I mean, prosecution of Bannon and Giuliani. But Hunter not only threw the entire lying security state under the bus, he threw the big guy under the bus too. Remember when Joe Biden said this in a debate with Donald Trump? There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. So Hunter Biden admits the laptop is his. His attorney walked that back hilariously the next day, but he did. They admitted it um, in the letter. 
So if Hunter Biden admits the laptop is his, that means he stood by and watched the New York Post be censored for reporting the truth. People pulled off Facebook, losing their accounts for reporting the truth, allowed an 80 agent strong anti-disinformation war room governing the 2020 election full of 80 full-time FBI agents censor anybody on Twitter, Facebook, etc., suggesting that the laptop was his. All while Hunter was telling the media the laptop might be Russian disinformation. Unbelievable. Now, you'd think the Democrats would be more alarmed by having a president so clearly owned by the Communist Party of China. And look, even the Democrats' patience is wearing thin. Senator Mark Warner, a Democrat this week, said he was losing patience with Joe Biden. He wants him to shut down TikTok because it's clearly spyware put on every phone of every American who downloads it, business secrets, their entire life. And he says, look, I've given Joe Biden two years to study TikTok and he's getting nowhere. So look, the Democrat patience with this is wearing thin, but I'll tell you why they've put up with it. Here's the thing. Having your president say that we found out Ronald Reagan was controlled by Russia or China. We'd be pretty appalled, right? But what if we found out that Ronald Reagan was secretly controlled by Margaret Thatcher. Well, you wouldn't like that, but would you be too upset? Well, that's how it is for the Democrats. When Biden is secretly controlled by a communist dictator murderous thug, well, they wish they were communist dictator murderous thugs. They'd love to have. In fact, the Democrats and the FBI are trying to build right now a social credit system. So there's only so upset they can get. And does that sound like an exaggeration? Well, I got to proof this week. This is one of those eye-opening moments 20 years later when you wake up living in an authoritarian regime and half your family's disappeared in the middle of the night. You look back on one of these moments and gone, yeah, that should have been a wake-up call. This vote on a resolution condemning socialism in the House. Wow. Here's why this is so insane. 86 Democrats voted against condemning socialism and another 14 voted present. Okay, if this were merely a resolution condemning the theory of socialism or the country becoming socialist in the, in the future, you know, that would be jaw-dropping enough. But this resolution condemning socialism was a resolution condemning socialist atrocities, murders of the past. It spells out that the socialist ideology caused the greatest crimes in the history of the world, that they were all perpetrated by socialist ideologues, quote, including Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, Kim Jong-il. Tens of millions died, it says, um, at the Bolshevik Resolution. Socialism has repeatedly led to famine and mass murders, the killing over of over 100 million people worldwide. Those are the first three sentences. They talk about the great leap forward in China in this resolution. 15 to 55 million people starved to death by their government. So what this is, is a recounting of the death. Uh, 3.5 million people starved to death in North Korea. Um, talked about social ex- to- socialist experiment in Cambodia led to the killing fields in which over a million people were gruesomely murdered. This is what they're being asked to condemn. This should be a slam dunk for any American. And yet 100 Democrats either voted present or voted no. Folks, this gives you an idea of what we're looking at. This, like the Thatcher controlling Reagan example, 
is why Democrats are barely moved to a quickening of the pulse over Joe Biden being controlled by China. They wish they could run this country like China. Anita Dunn, who's on the fast track to being chief of staff right now, whose husband is a lawyer for Joe Biden, has given speeches and written papers praising not just Mao Zedong, but literally the famine I just told you about that killed between 15 and 55 million people. So when you see the Democrats voting this way, if Joe Biden is controlled by China, well, I mean, they're fellow travelers. Insane thing number two, the Pentagon just gave $3 million in a grant to Echo Health Alliance to do what? Exactly what Echo Health Alliance did at the Wuhan lab. Yeah, except this time they're going to be doing it in the Philippines. They're going to go into the wilds, study and collect viruses in animals and study them um, so that they can study the leap that they make between animals and humans. This is exactly what they purported to do in the Wuhan lab. Now, here's the insane thing. This grant, the $3 million grant from the Pentagon, um, which I would argue is becoming a threat to the very existence of humanity, both Americans and worldwide. This company, Echo Health Alliance, got this grant from the Pentagon in January. In December, the first week of December, the number two official executive, number two in charge at Echo Health Alliance, the guy who coordinated the Wuhan lab experiments, Dr. Huff, you'll remember, published a book, Simon & Schuster, in which he admitted they created not just COVID strains, including highly deadly ones that kill 50 to 70% of their victims, but COVID-19 itself in the Wuhan lab, and that it escaped, he said. When who was in charge? Echo Health Alliance. Pentagon, apparently thinking this was great work, decided to give them $3 million more to go do it in the Philippines. It's so bad, you'll remember, that Dr. Huff, when he turned whistleblower, sent a signed statement sworn under penalty of perjury to each member of Congress that Echo Health Alliance had created COVID-19 for the government with government funding and that it had escaped. Members of Congress, I guess, are largely pretending they never got that letter. Why would the Pentagon double down? By the way, the same week the news of the $3 million grant came out, we also got a report from the NIH Inspector General showing that the U.S. federal government had utterly failed, especially NIH, to oversee Echo Health Alliance. And that Echo Health Alliance had used minimal safety procedures. Why would the Pentagon give them more money? Well, it's either hush money because they don't want them talking anymore, or it's because they know Echo Health Alliance can be trusted to break the law um, in doing the gain-of-function research, that they can't find another contractor like that, that they are so damn determined to continue on with their deadly bioweapon program that they don't care. Oh, speaking of the bioweapon program, thing number one this week, Judicial Watch just got a major FOIA score. Remember how Russia told us, if you listen to this Battleground podcast, you know this, for more than a year before the Ukraine invasion, that the U.S. was illegally operating bioweapons labs. We had put right up against the border of Russia, and in particular in ethnically Russian areas, and that people around those labs had been getting sick. The Russians believed we were trying to poison them with bio-warfare. The State Department laughed at this, said it was a joke, then later admitted they might have been doing some offensive work on 
bioweapons, right? But there's it's, it's no, no, you know, nothing serious. Well, Judicial Watch just got this Defense Department records reveal U.S. funding of anthrax laboratory activities in Ukraine, 345 pages of it. Folks, this is exactly what the Russians considered a provocation to war in the year before Ukraine. Even Newsweek and other mainstream publications were covering the Russians' demands for international inspections of these bioweapons facilities. Can you understand now, if if the Russians put an active bioweapon lab right up against our border with Mexico, what should we do? Invade. Well, the way Joe Biden was able to get the Russians to invade, because the swamp wants war with, with World War III with Russia, they're desperate for it, was to announce, you remember, in December, that Ukraine would be joining NATO. That's a violation of the Minsk Agreement. But what it would mean is that that would become a NATO country. We could go right in, right up to the border, build all kinds of deadly bio labs, and Russia couldn't retaliate in any way. We'd literally be able to poison them right across the border and push Russia over the edge. It would turn out Joe Biden was lying. It was a huge bluff to get Russia to invade Ukraine. In fact, both Zelensky and Biden admitted after the invasion that they were never really serious about Ukraine joining NATO. Again, that would give us the protection to continue our biowarfare against Russia on their border, which I don't even know what we do it for. Russia's done nothing to us. I mean, literally nothing. It's so bizarre. But anyway, we now know they were lying. We did have the bioweapons lab Ru- labs. Russia was telling the truth. You know what else Russia said? That Hunter Biden's company, Metabiota, was key to the research, the deadly research that violates international treaties in every one of those labs. So far, we've been the liars and Russia's been telling the truth. Dear God, what is the truth here? Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 